Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Still Figuring It Out. I'm your host, Kirstie Devine. It's so great to talk to you guys again, which means another week has gone by. Thank God we've survived it. Barely. Um, I'm being dramatic, but no, we are here. I hope you guys had a great week, or if you're just starting your week listening to this, or it's midweek and you're trying to find something to get you through, I hope that this is a great and safe and fun place for you to just listen to for however long I make these episodes. Um, I do just want to give a quick gratitude to you guys. I I don't usually like to be someone who follows or constantly checks their stats on anything like that. I've never been someone who cared about followers or friends or stuff like that, but I've been looking at my podcast lately and how many listeners I've gotten. And you guys, I am four people away from 100 listeners. And if you would have told me back in May when I started even just drawing my artwork for my podcast, like the cover of it and sitting down to record my first episode that almost a hundred people would want to listen to whatever the fuck I have to say. It it just blows my mind and I don't want to get emotional. I'm like getting like teary eyed, which is like disgusting. And I also had a cider. So that's probably the reason why I'm a little emotional and I might be spilling some tea tonight too. So, which you will hear, and you can probably see from the title what is going to be happening, but before that, I just, I really want to thank you guys because, you know, I, I really debated even making this podcast, and if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that you have to just do whatever the fuck you want, and not really give a damn about what people think, or what those thoughts in your head are telling you, those negative thoughts or the negative opinions of others, you can't let that weigh you down to the point where you don't even want to give it a try because, you know, I always firmly believe that if you don't try something, then you're never going to know what it's going to bring you. It could be the greatest and most amazing experience and opportunity in your life, or it could be the most disastrous, worst experience of your life, but you're never going to know until you take that first step into the water and dip your toe into it. So... I'm really glad I decided to do this and it was a long time coming and I'm really glad that I finally bit the bullet and sat down and did it and I came up with a concept and I came up with ideas and I wrote everything down and it honestly actually wouldn't really have happened if I just didn't not stop if I just stopped caring what people thought and that's just one of the really big things that I've have really learned to do in my life. You know, I'm 25 years old. I've always been very insecure. And the fact that I can happily say that I'm doing this for myself and not the approval of others is such a big feat for me. And I hope that you guys feel the same way about your life and the decisions and opportunities and choices that you have made that you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it because someone told you to do it or because someone told you not to do it or because it's trendy or it's the newest thing or you have to do it, you know? So I just, I really wanted to just give a quick thank you and maybe by the time this episode is up, I'll hit 100 people, listeners, and I, again, I, it just blows my mind. You know, I always said when it came to my writing or any work that I do, it's never about the number for me. It's always about how I'm helping people or if I'm inspiring other people and nothing brings me more joy than people telling me that 
something I wrote or one of my episodes or a poem that I wrote resonated with them, whether it be in a good or bad way, or it just, it made them feel something. And that above anything else in the world, above viewers, above listeners, above likes, comments, shares, none of that stuff means anything if, doesn't mean anything if your work isn't good enough to get that, if it's just thrown out there in the world. I really think that I pride myself in my work and I don't put stuff out there because I feel like I have to or because it's gonna get people to like it because it's it's just something out there or it's what's cool now it's I really put it in my heart and soul because everything that I've written everything that I've talked about has been from my life it's personal to me it's honest it's authentic it's raw it's I'm not bullshitting this. This is real life and I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I think the greatest thing I ever did was when I started to just not care um, and just put myself out there whether people liked it or not. And I think being bold and being unapologetic is the most badass thing any person can do. So in all that spiel... Honestly, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming in to listen. And if you're new and you're just listening to this, thank you for wanting to listen to anything I have to say. Um, I really appreciate it. As someone who grew up very shy, it's pretty fucking amazing that I can talk for 50 minutes to basically nobody. And I'm literally staring at a wall. I'm actually recording this downstairs, actually, because my grandmother is away for like five days she's up in New Hampshire with like some of my family so she left today so I have basically the house to myself and I'm pretty happy about that so I was like you know what we're gonna go somewhere else it's a little cooler downstairs than it is upstairs so I didn't have to worry about like being so dramatic about the windows I mean the windows are closed here but it's a lot cooler and it's bearable like I could put a fan on but it's very loud so we were suffering through that granted I'm literally wearing a sports bra and my pants from work because it was just too unbearable but this is why it is recorded for you to listen to not to look at so because it's a sight for sore eyes but yeah my week just to give you guys like a little just like a little talk my week was pretty good I hope your guys' week has been great as well it didn't feel as long as I have been complaining about for the last like two or three I mean honestly probably every single one where I complain about it being long it wasn't too too bad I had Monday off and I've been working straight through. I work straight through until Sunday, actually. And then I have um, Monday off again, which is nice. I'm actually going... I've actually been going to, like, vineyards and stuff. I went to a vineyard with my friend yesterday, which was nice because I hadn't seen him since my birthday party back in February. So we did that. And I'm going to another brewery um, on Sunday after work with my friend that I thankfully work right near... So it's pretty convenient. And then I'm actually going, <laughs> I literally planned this today because I texted my friend because it's her birthday um, next Thursday, I want to say. Yes, next Thursday. And so I was like, I know you're busy and you probably have a lot of plans. But like, do you want to go to the vineyard on Monday? Because it's like our thing that we do. And I I love that we're, we each have like a mutual love for wine and vineyards and stuff. So she was like, of course. So I did the, because we have to have reservations for some of the places so I just did it on like an app and I reserved it so it's all set so that's gonna be fun 
um, yeah, it really has been pretty a pretty chill week, not gonna lie. I mean, I have I don't really like to go through like things that I want to complain about or I've just been like upset about, but but yeah, I have like a really bad blocked ear and I know I don't want to say it's part it's all my fault but part of it is when it's been like literally almost two weeks you guys and I've had just a blocked air on my right one and I after my mom's wedding that day I went over to a friend's house for a party and I jumped in the pool because they had a in-ground pool and I haven't been in a pool not only all summer but just like in so long that I think I got a little too excited and I had been drinking but I was completely and totally fine and I just kept jumping in that's like how I got into the pool I didn't even just like test it I just jumped in because it was a freaking hot day and I woke up and I was fine and then it was like two days later and my ear just started getting blocked and I literally tried everything and it just sucks because I can't find any time to go to the doctors because of my work hours and I'm hoping if it's not done by Sunday, I'll make an appointment for Monday because I have it off and just to see if they can give me something, if they can do something or recommend something. I just, I want to be able to hear out of my ear. Like that's such a small thing to be worried about, but it's just, it hurts sometimes. It has been hurting a little bit more during the day and I try to like pop it, like the techniques to do that and nothing has worked. So that is, I feel like there's been an issue like at least every month. Like last month it was my bad sunburn. The month before that it was Lyme. Just like, all the things, all, all the things, you guys, but besides that, I did want to give a little update on, like, moving and stuff, so things have still been, like, not really the best, um, I'm actually going with my mom tomorrow, well, my mom is coming down tomorrow, and she's gonna make appointments and go see some more apartments, so fingers crossed, I don't know if it's gonna happen this month, maybe next month, but not trying to stress or worry about it. I pretty much have almost everything for my room except furniture, which that can all get done in one day. Regardless, it'll get done. So I actually bought, what did I buy? I bought desk organizers because my desk is the only thing that is not organized in my room. And I know no one looks at it but me, but I just, I really needed desk organizers. So I feel like it'll look a lot better. And then I bought so I bought a soap dish, but it's not one where you can like clearly see that it's like shaped for soap to go in. It's like a marble kind of one. And I wanted it for like my everyday jewelry to like lay on, like my two rings, my bracelet and my watch. And I like test it out and it looks like really cute and aesthetic. So that wasn't bad. That's the only last things I bought. And that was like a couple days ago. I've realized that I have a shopping problem, especially at my work, which is great. And also not great because I do it at a discount and I only buy things that I feel like I needed. Like literally today I bought a corduroy jacket that was $6 and it was Zara. And I checked the tag that I was still on it. It was originally $70. So, and I just thought, oh my God, it's so cute for fall. Cause I'm like trying to switch up my style, you guys. And I just want things that look nice and they're not like things that people wear all the time. And just, I'm trying things out. I'm really starting to learn to love my body shape the way that it is and not try to cover it or anything like that so I just really want to accentuate it better but I've been actually cleaning out my closet 
And I, the last time I cleaned it was on Monday when I had the day off. I spent like half, I spent basically my morning and early afternoon going through like my winter stuff. And it got me thinking, which I'm going to now segue into what I'm going to be doing today on the podcast. It got me thinking of all of my old journals. I'm someone who loves to write in journals. I'm on like my fifth one, I'm pretty sure. I'm like halfway done with it. It's something I always ask for Christmas. It's just like a nice notebook. And that's what like I literally write like my writing prompts in, poetry, just like little lines that turn into articles, like topics and all that. And it got me thinking about my writing and, you know, digging up old things and... I, you know, I say this all the time. I love to write. I basically write about two things. I do write about things in my life. I write about things from my past and I write about things that have caused me pain. And sometimes those things coincide. Sometimes they don't. And for the most part, I unapologetically write about my relationships, whether they're my most recent ones, whether they're my past ones, whether they're ones that were toxic, whether they're ones that were great whether they're ones I try to forget, whether they're ones that were just really bad. And it's kind of my therapy of how I get through it. And I always try to say that I never regret a relationship. I never regret meeting a person and being with that person because I think every guy that I've been with has taught me a lesson, whether it be a good or bad lesson. And it's ultimately been leading me to someone who checks off all the things that I want in a relationship from the things that I didn't get from my other ones. Or maybe the good things that I saw, I can gravitate them towards someone to feel that same way about me. And there was always something that guys would tell me when when we would break up, whether I was the one doing it or they were the one doing it. And I had said to them way at the beginning, that I'm a writer, and if you fuck me over, I will write about you. I like to be known as the Taylor Swift of writing, which I know that's so stupid, but I just like to think that I really like writing about my relationships. It's really great inspiration. Do I sometimes use guys as just inspiration for stuff? Yeah, and that sounds really fucking shitty, and I know that's really fucking shitty, so I'm owning up to it. I admit it. Do I feel bad about it? Of course. Has it really helped me with stuff? Yeah, in a way it has. Do I call people out in my writing? You're fucking right I do. Do I make sure that you read my writing? You bet I do. I have literally sent people my writing. There is, like, my goal in life is to one day have something of mine published, whether it's a poetry, a collection of poetry, a collection of short stories, or a novel, and I want it to be dedicated to my exes. I read that dedication one time in a book that I was reading and I just thought that is the most savage and amazing thing that I've ever seen and I want to aspire to be that gracefully fucking perfect to do that because in a way that they have inspired it and if it wasn't for all the shitty relationships and good relationships I went through I wouldn't have any of this inspiration I wouldn't even have this podcast it's life love and everything in between I wouldn't have that love. I wouldn't have those life lessons. I wouldn't have all the shitty things in between it. So I am forever grateful for 
the people that have come and gone in my life and who have stayed around so far. But that's something I'll also get into. But I actually, yeah, I got so... But the thing... I'm off topic. The thing that they would always say to me when things ended was, good luck on your writing or good luck on that book, good luck on that story. And I always had that thought in the back of my head when things would be like that, when it would happen. I just thought, you're damn right I'm going to be something great. And I'm glad that you recognized it and acknowledged it because you're that next chapter for me. You're that next page to flip in a book. And I'm grateful. And it's funny because my thesis for grad school was almost going to be a collection of short stories from my relationships leading up to the one I have now from the ones before that started. And it just, it didn't pan out. And I think I was glad about it because I think I got way too invested in it for it to be a thesis. And I kind of want to take it organically as my own and kind of see how it goes. So I do eventually want to get back to it, but I... Because I have just not had the inspiration or the patience to sit down and write something. And I have. Maybe I'll actually, at the end, give you a little glimpse of what I got for an idea for a prologue for a story. And I have Taylor Swift to think about that. So I will talk about that at the end if I remember. So I'm sorry if I don't. I don't have a pencil with me to like jot it down, like remember to talk about this. But I think if I look at it in my notes and stuff, I will hopefully... <laughs> be able to get to it. Now I really have to think I do it. But yeah, so I've always loved poetry. I never thought I was good at it. I took a poetry class my senior year of college. Either my senior year or my junior year. I think it was my senior. I think it was, no, it was my junior year of college. And I loved it. What I didn't love is how structured it had to be, like with different assignments, different types of poems. But it really made me want to be better and kind of do free verse on my own and not really adhere to structure, which I think the messier the poem, the better, because you're getting your thoughts out on the page and you're not stopping to exhale. You're kind of just letting it all out. And I think that's a wonderful, beautiful thing to have happen. And the thing that I love is that I actually got into sharing my poetry like my articles and writing and I actually have a site that I share my poems on I have 17 of them on here so far which I'm going to be reading um from as well and I love it if you have something you want to share online there are plenty of places that I'm sure you could share your art or your writing or anything creative that you do and it's just, it's really great. I've been doing it for a little over a year, actually. And I don't do it, like, you know, every single week. Or maybe it's, like, once a month, maybe. Or it's really whenever I think of something or I'm inspired and then I feel like, hey, this is something worth sharing. This is something I'm proud of. This is something I love. And I hope that it can resonate and inspire other people. But the one thing I do with my writing, which you probably know even from listening to what I say, is that I am very honest in my writing and I never hold back. So... That's exactly what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to share and read my poetry. I'm going to tell you who the poem's about. I'm going to tell you why I wrote it, how I felt writing it at the time versus how I feel reading it after the fact right now in this moment. Um, 
but yeah, I just want to get into it. And I do want to put a little disclosure that there is going to be some talk of sexual assault, suicide, and eating disorders. Um, I do apologize for not putting this at the beginning, but if you feel that you cannot go further on in this episode, I completely understand, but I just wanted to put that first and foremost. So with that being said, I'm now going to get into the poems and you know, I was going, I think I'm going to start, I literally have like my four notebooks like laid out. I think we'll start with, I call this one my purple binder. Um, yeah, we'll just get into ones that are just really right at the top. And I love how I actually, I wrote the dates on these. So yeah, let's just, let's, let's get into it. Let's have fun. I think I'll be able to read a lot of them if I don't ramble on a lot. Cause most of them aren't really that long. There's a few that are, I just literally went through them before I sat down to record this and dog tagged a lot of them. So some of them I might do, some of them I might not. So with that being said, let us start. So this poem I ironically wrote on Valentine's Day of 2016. I even wrote the time, 10.35 p.m. I was really in my feels. I remember that night. I watched The Notebook for the first time and I was drinking a mixed drink of vodka and vitamin water out of a vitamin water bottle. So that's something. I think I might take this last swig of my cider for like some liquid courage, even though it's probably flat as my boobs. So cheers. So this poem is called Disposable. And it was about this encounter I had with a guy who I later found out was not a good guy. Um, and I will leave it at that because he will be brought up some other times. Probably the next poem too because I remember this night I wrote a lot of poems. Like I really got into it. So, And it's mainly about just feeling like you're not good enough for that person and that you're just... You're, you're basically just not good enough. So here it is. I was impressed at how easy you could unclasp my bra and throw it on your bedroom floor. You must have had a lot of practice. Silly me. I thought I was special, but I was wrong. Because the next morning you threw me my clothes like they were taking up space for the next girl whose bra you'll take off so easily. I remember writing this back then, how upset and drunk I was, so you can imagine the emotions. <laughs> A then 21-year-old, almost 22, because my birthday was five days after this. But reading it now, I don't feel as much remorse as I did before. I don't feel sad reading it. I mean, the memory of it, of that person, still haunts me, which I'll get into in other poems. But I don't really feel as attached to this one as I had when I had read it, when I had wrote it. So I think a lot of these are really sad ones. And a lot of these I have titled, but some of them I don't. So this one, this next one's untitled. And this one was actually 
the next day at 12.25 a.m., so February 15th. And it was the same person. And it's funny because looking at this poem now, I feel like it can relate to a lot of relationships I've had. So it's kind of crazy how even though this one was three years ago, it can still relate to a person that I was with two years ago or even a year ago or months ago. So this one is untitled. Again, I was very drunk and just sad. I think I cried that night too. So here it is. I'm sorry I wasn't what you were looking for. I was only good for one night, in and out, done. But I hope when you're with another girl and you feel her hands dig into your back and listen to the whispers of her moans crawl inside your ear, you think of me. 21-year-old me had a lot of angst. That's all I'm going to say. I should not be around just myself when I'm drunk and have a pencil or pen and a notebook because I can get really deep on things. And this is one of them. And it was about the same guy who did not deserve to even be talked about in a poem. But here we are. Um, again, I don't really feel... I think it's kind of weird. And it, it, it is something when they say that you don't feel as yourself when you're with someone that makes you happy. Or makes you feel the way that you didn't feel with someone else who was bad for you. Like, I am in a stable and nice relationship right now, dating somebody. And I look back at this girl and I think, she never probably thought that she was going to get to a point like this where she felt content with or without somebody, or she felt so fucking broken to the point where she didn't think she had any worth, or she thought she got it taken away from her. And... To know that I can tell myself that now, at 25, that you did get your worth back. You're fucking amazing, and you have someone who cares about you and isn't going to take advantage of you or isn't going to do things to you that weren't consensually accepted for you. It's just really nice to get to that point. And it's cliche and cheesy as fuck, but time does heal wounds. Not all of them, but they do heal them. So that's enough of that one. So I want to switch it really quick on not just relationships with people. I want to talk about relationships with myself. Um, I talked about this in an episode before about my body and body image and being bullied for my weight and this was also <laughs> written on that night, February 15th, at 12.30 a.m. I was just really going with these poems. Like, literally, most of these poems that I'm doing were written in one night. Like, I guarantee I stayed up till past two. Like, I'm looking at them right now, and the last one is, like, almost at 1.30 in the morning. So, this one is called An Apology to My Body. I'm sorry I wore you down to skin and bones, my ribs visible, I traced them with my fingers, piano keys but no sound. I'm sorry I made you bloated from taking pills, my swollen belly popping out, a new friend I never asked for. 
I'm sorry I covered you with tattoos over scars and bruises I was too afraid to talk about. The pain of those hurt less. You remind me every day. I look at them of what I've done. I'm sorry I put you in tight clothes to fit in. I'm sorry I put you in baggy clothes to hide my weight. I'm sorry I let boys invade you when you weren't welcome, when they weren't welcomed. I'm sorry I didn't take care of you. I'm sorry you have to be with me, because if I could, I'd give you to someone who appreciates you. I told myself I wasn't going to cry, but you guys, I haven't looked and read these poems out loud. I'm someone who doesn't read their poems out loud, because I look at it sometimes and I just think, wow, I was really, I didn't know at the time, but I was really in a dark place my end of senior year of college, I was just very stressed out and depressed to the point where I didn't want to keep living, to be honest. I felt like I did a lot of things to please others and I wasn't happy with a lot of things and I was so stressed out. And it's crazy that a year after this poem, I was almost a, a little over a year after this poem, I went to therapy because of how bad my depression was and it wasn't even about my body it was just myself and I'm not gonna lie I really want to cry reading this poem but I also want to be happy at the fact that I officially made it to my goal weight that I've wanted I finally am in a weight that I haven't been my whole life and I'm so fucking happy that I did it and that I don't punish myself for eating so much so yeah that's that um, so yes I my next poem was again <laughs> written at on that night again at 12.38 in the morning. And I know I'm trying to find you guys, but I wrote it down on the thing that I write. That made sense. Oh, okay. I was trying to think of it because I put a title on it when I um, shared it on the thing that I put my poetry on. It's called Rough Roads Ahead. And I don't think this is specifically about a person. I think it's more so about me learning to love myself because I felt like I was kind of just, it kind of reminds me of the disposable poem in a way, but it's a little bit shorter. I really loved, I really like writing shorter poems sometimes because it gets to the point in a way, which I appreciate as someone who has a hard time actually finishing something. So... Here it is. I want to learn to love myself, but how can I when I've been told that my body is nothing more than a quick pit stop to the person's final destination? And I remember writing this and thinking, I just feel like I'm being used. Do you ever feel like you're that person that someone is with before they meet the person of their dreams or the person that they're going to marry or the person who's going to be the love of their lives? You feel like you were just... You're like that trial period. You're that 30-day trial for them to think about. 
and for them to decide if they want to upgrade to the premium and cancel you. And that sounds so shitty, but also metaphoric in a way. I swear it's not the cider, but I've always felt that in my relationships because I look back and sometimes I'll be petty and think, well, this person's not happy and it wasn't my problem or they're in bad relationships, but at least I wasn't the problem. And then I look at some of the people I was literally on Instagram and I saw that one of my exes was with somebody new. And of course I stalked their Instagram because I'm a psycho. And it's just really crazy to me how someone's attitude and personality and perception can change when they're not with you anymore. It's like that timing your life wasn't right for them. And then they knew that moving away from you was better for them mentally. And I completely 100% agree with that. I mean, I feel that way about some of the people from my life that I've not been with. So, but it's always just funny to me how people change. And it is true that people turn into someone completely different when they're not with you anymore. And I totally feel like I've become a different person from past relationships. And it's because I realized that they weren't very good for me. They were very toxic and it was better for me to get out of that than to continue with it. So yeah, but looking at that now, some of it still resonates me in a way, but yeah. I really hope that didn't go on in my thing. That was my dryer. Drying the t-shirts that my mom got back for me from her honeymoon to Vegas. I was like, I am washing and drying those because they've been in an area that is not great right now with COVID. Again, I'm not getting into that, but regardless. So the next poem that I'm going to talk about was again written on that night 1 20 a.m it's very very short like literally probably four lines and I feel like it kind of cuts into how I felt at the time just being so bitter and so lost on finding somebody and just being with really shitty guys to now being happy and content and secure with not just somebody but myself so I definitely feel a lot happier reading this Instead of very spiteful. So it doesn't have a title. But one day I'll find someone who will be everything you told me I never deserved. Like, fuck. I was so angsty, you guys. And I've never really shared these with someone like this. I've never read my poetry that much out loud unless it was like a class assignment to do. So this feels really cool to look back at and also really sad because it's really sad to just look at these sometimes because I look at myself now and I think I'm so much better and then I can go and read these and think how how was I fucking able to get to where I am when I was writing stuff like that or going through stuff like that it's just 
college me went through some shit. Even after post-grad. That wasn't a sentence. Even post-grad me went through some shit. But mid-20 adult me is... She's doing okay, kid. She's doing okay. So. Let's get into more stuff, shall we? I have so many, you guys. And I'm doing pretty good on time, I gotta say. So. Oh. So, okay. This one... I'm actually going to go. Was this all of them? Oh, okay. This one is called, it originally didn't have a, it originally didn't have a title and I changed it. I wrote something out and then I was like, wait, no, this sounds better. Sorry, you guys, I've already stopped this, like, to have a coughing fit. It's just, it's going to stay in there, so. This one I titled, I'll Never Make the Same Mistake Twice. And this was about the guy, one of the guys that had ghosted me in my senior year of college. The one that I went on that date with in October, didn't hear from him until February, all that stuff. Gave him a chance because I was stupid, ended up writing an article about him. You know the gist. If you haven't, it's in one of the episodes, but... Again, I was very salty about this, but it goes, do your lips still hurt from trying to form the right words to say to me that I never got the chance to hear? What a waste. Just make sure you lick the betrayal off them before using them on the next girl. I was remember being so proud of myself for writing this because my first attempt at writing it was not good enough. It was too wordy. And then I just, I really hit the nail on the head with this one. I'm, I've always been proud of this one for some reason. And I just remember being like super petty about it, but so happy at the same time that I was able to just write a poem about this person and be like, you know what? Fuck you. You, you wasted an opportunity. I'm done with you. And much like the title, I will never make the same mistake twice. So this next one, I... This was in June of 2017 at 12.03 in the morning. And this was actually when I started dating my ex and I had gotten a text from the guy who ghosted me, the most recent poem that I just talked about. And I actually did like a little rhyming thing with it. I'm not really a big fan of rhyming. I always hated it. I just thought freehand, free verse was so much better. But I had fun with this one. It's a little cheeky. Not really, but it's kind of funny. And I, again, I have no really care for this one now, but at the time I just remember thinking like, oh, you're going to do this now when I thought that I was so happy with this person? Like, no. So I don't have a title for this either. This guy really didn't deserve a lot of titles for poems. You texted me saying that we'll meet up soon, but I bet you were drunk when you said that too, because now it's been two weeks since I heard from you. I'm starting to think this is something you like to do. And it was something I like to do. And that was me not fucking realizing that it was him ghosting me and me only, both of us only talking to each other when we were drunk. And that's so unhealthy. But I remember thinking like, oh, I thought I was so in love with this person or I really like this person because, oh, he's giving me attention. He's talking to me. And it was always just when he was drunk. I thought to myself, I, I don't fucking deserve that. 
I don't. And I think I had to go through with that. I had to go through it to know what I did and didn't deserve. And I'm glad that I did because it got me to where I am today. And I don't regret it. So this next one was in July of that year. Doesn't have a title. This is when I was in a relationship with this guy who I really liked, like the first time I started writing love poems and actually believing them. So my hands hurt from building up the walls of past lovers who wanted more than what I was willing to give them. My ears have cuts from every boy who whispered empty promises into them. My body is sprinkled with painted bruises from the ones who tried too hard to please me and didn't understand the word no. But then you held my hand and the walls came crashing down. You whispered tender love notes into my ears and the cuts started to heal. And you kissed every inch of my body until I no longer saw the bruises. You, my love, are everything. And this was like maybe a month in dating this guy and I don't really have any words to say about it. It was a good memory and I'm glad that I wrote about it. This one is probably my favorite love poem that I wrote. It's very long, but it's called Every Sunday Morning, and it's about the same person, so I don't want to talk too much. I'm still on the first notebook, you guys. Like, I have to amp this up a little bit more, so. Waking up next to you on Sunday mornings, never knowing the time, my side of the bed, your hands stroking my cheek, our legs intertwined under the blanket. I can't think of a better way to spend my morning. My head on your chest, your hand running through my hair, our hearts beating to the same rhythm, like it's the best sound I've ever heard. You get out of bed as I beg you to stay, but I already know what you're going to say. I'm just making breakfast. I'll be back soon. You shut the door, thinking I'll stay, but you already know I wouldn't. I throw on the shirt you wore last night. You make us coffee. Yours black. Mine milk with extra sugar. You laugh and tell me that's not real coffee, as I watch you sip it right away, without a care in the world. You start to crack open eggs, no need to ask me how I like them. We're both the same, scrambled. The toast comes out a little too hard, but you still call me a child for taking the crust off. I smile every time. Sometimes I wonder how I got this lucky, to have been invited into your world, no longer feeling like a temporary stranger, but a permanent guest. How the sound of your voice saying my name sends chills down my spine, or the way your eyes stare at me makes me never want to blink. Or the way you hold my hand when you drive or simply place it on my thigh. Or the way you say you love me and tell me that I'm beautiful, so simple. I blush every time. Or the way you kiss my entire face just to make me feel better. What did I ever do to deserve someone like you? Before you, I almost gave up on love because I never thought I could have it. Filling up my time with past lovers who chose to break my heart instead of care for it. Now my heart is so full it swells. I don't want this morning to end. You pile the dishes into the sink, saying you'll eventually get to them. I already know it won't be soon. 
As I roll my eyes, you wrap your arms around my waist and tickle my stomach. Till I can no longer breathe from laughing, trying and failing to escape your hold. Not that I would ever want to. You'll never know how much you mean to me. This poem doesn't even come close. All I can say is thank you for coming back to meet me when I was 45 minutes late to the first time we ever met. I don't know how I'll ever repay you, but I'll spend every Sunday morning with you to figure it out. It still resonates a little. That's all I'm going to say on that one. I think a lot of poems I have with him, which you'll see, these are all about him that I'm talking about right now. They still feel something. So this next one doesn't have a title, but it was in January of 2018. I was never a fan of my name, too different, misspelled, and no one said it right. I would wait until the day I could change it before it wasn't in but it wasn't until I heard you say it with such ease, every syllable rolled off your tongue with such care, that my knees became weak, my heart swelled, and my stomach grew butterflies, that I realized my name wasn't ugly, because you made it sound like the most beautiful word in the dictionary. I hated my name growing up, and he just, he knew how to say it right. He always did. This one was that same night that I wrote the other one. It was just a Wednesday night, but there we were, sitting on your futon, sharing a blanket, finishing off a bottle of wine together. It was just a Wednesday night, but there we were, talking about everything and anything, our future, our hopes, our fears, and everything in between. It was just a Wednesday night, but there we were. And in that moment, I knew I loved you more than I ever imagined. But it was just a Wednesday night. Whew. You don't know how much something hits you until you reread it over. All the loved ones. This one was a prose poem. I wrote on that same night. I wrote a lot of poems that night. It's called Monday Afternoon. And I still remember this day, even though it's over two years ago. Monday afternoon, we spent going to the laundromat. As you went to return the bottles and cans, I sat to watch the clothes spin, reading my book. You snuck up on me as we shared our hot chocolates you got for us. We folded your laundry together and put them in the baskets. We got back to your place, finally took the Christmas tree down, pine needles scattered over the hardwood floor. I swept them away as you put the remnants in the trash. You cleaned your room and took out the recycling as I did the dishes. Without warning, you would come to wrap your arms around my waist and kiss my cheek, sometimes lifting and spinning me around too, the washcloth dripping all over the floor. Once we finished, we retired to the living room. As I lay on top of you with my blanket over us. My favorite way to fall asleep and the best way to end the day. Let's do it again sometime. I was not prepared for this, guys. I Looking at these make me really sad. It makes me want... 
it back, but it also makes me glad that I had it, even though I don't have it anymore. It was the kind of memory that you save for a rainy day. This person meant a lot to me. So. And this is another one when things were kind of iffy in a way. This one was written in April of 2019 and titled The Laundry Mat. Loving you is easy. I've become used to you, like brushing my teeth or putting on shoes. You're my routine. I no longer count the days or worry about making it to the next week, my anxious thoughts trying to get the better of me, because I know you're still here. But lately my mind has begun to wander. The checks i filled up to hide negative thoughts are starting to seep through, no longer able to hide them in the hidden pages of my journal anymore. I think about you. I think about us. We're night and day. Stark contrast. Sometimes I can't control it. How do we go from this, from late night drives to get food in your car, to me crying in my car, choking back out the words to lyrics I feel so heavily for, finding the comfort sleeping next to you, yet I toss and turn in my own bed on nights I'm not with you, tears from laughing at a joke you said, to tears when I think about the uncertainty, you stroking my face to put me to sleep, me checking every floor on my face in the mirror, you biting my lip like a forbidden fruit as I bite my lip when I get angry that it bleeds. Wearing a new dress I love, that same dress on your bedroom floor. Me putting it on the next morning, wrinkled to go home. It's lost its magic. My chest heavy when I overthink. Your trust on top of me. My hands shake when I worry. Your hand intertwined with mine. Slow, intense kisses that light a fire in me. Quick pecks on your way out to work in the morning. Roses delivered to my doorstep, the dried petals pressed into my frame. Talking about our past, afraid to bring up the future, lipstick smudged, mascara running down my face, memorizing what I'm thinking by looking at my face, forgetting something I told you about days ago, your hand tucking a loose strand of hair behind my ear, me raking my fingers through my hair in frustration. I look ahead, you look around, we don't see the same things. Walking towards me smiling, I look down and blush, me walking away from you head down and crying. You telling me how a guy was looking at me, me never caring to notice because you're the only one I see. Me feeling insecure of my body from head to toes, you making those feelings all go away with your touch. We're not the same and we're far from perfect. There are times when so much clutters my mind and then there are times when all I can see is you and me on Sunday afternoons laid out on the seats of the laundry mat with my head on your legs and your head leading back, your hands stroking my hair as I fall asleep to the sounds of washers and dryers going through their cycles. It's in that moment I no longer think about us and uncertainties because all I can see is you and me folding your clothes together at the laundry mat and all my fears fade away. Loving you isn't always easy, but to me you're worth it and that's enough. So we will now go into some other ones. This is called Memories I Try to Forget. It's about the same person after a breakup. 
You first told me you loved me in bed the night after a third eyed blind concert. Your eyes lit up saying those three words. And with your arms wrapped around me so safe, I wanted to believe it would feel more than just temporary. And then for this one, a lot of these are about my exes. Some more in particular, but this is the one that I wrote about him called Seasons Change. I was driving to work and saw how much the leaves had begun to change, their vibrant reds and oranges. It made me realize I survived another season without you. I always love that one. Then another one that I always really loved was called I Deserved Better Than You. Tell me how it feels to be so heartless, yet you still search for love only between the sheets and at the bottom of a bottle. A love I was so desperate to keep has now set me free. I was a fool for wanting you. I thought you were the one. But I would rather spend the rest of my life searching for love than ever settling for something that was always ever going to be a love half full and a destination forever unknown. Again, very angsty. That was over a year ago that I wrote that. So... Trying to see if there's like any other like, oh, this one's called Lifeless. I want to know how your skin feels again. Has winter's breath made them dry? They felt so warm against my skin. You traced my body like a painting so delicate. I knew what heaven felt like. It was in your touch, but I'm no longer your muse. Kind of when I had a friends with benefits with my ex and kind of wanting that familiar familiarity, totally butcher that, that familiar feeling. I want to get into the happier ones now or the better ones about someone that I've been seeing lately because it feels good to write happy ones and feel like I mean it this time. So this one's called Finally Safe. January nights, we ran to your car because we didn't want to bring our jackets to the bar. Snow came falling as I looked up at the sky. Wind howling loud, you grabbed my hand, couldn't help but cry. It's that feeling of knowing that the person that you're with really means something. This poem was actually something that was inspired by something I actually wrote for a story, like the ending to it. It's called Loving You Is Easy. It was spontaneous, the kind of whirlwind that made her breath catch with the way you looked at her. He was starting to become a person more, starting to become more than just a person she met for a date that she never thought could be more. But being with him was so easy. How lucky of her to have someone who showed up for her and wasn't just another face in the crowd. How lucky of her to have someone who led her towards something instead of away. It was a feeling she didn't quite know 
and as they pulled their faces away from each other with his arms wrapped around her waist, the other cupped around her face, she knew. Safe. She was finally safe. So now I will end on a poem that was inspired by Taylor Swift's song Invisible Strings. So I wrote my own. I actually literally wrote this at work and I still have the sticky notes in my notebook. I have like five sticky notes with like <laughs> the verses. So this one is titled For John. And I don't usually title the names of people. And I probably just, you know, I just said the person this is about. But, you know, it's happy. And I can look back at this and be happy about writing it. So. Red is the color of your hair as I rake my hands through it every time. You like to keep it long in the winter. Blue is the color of your eyes, so clear it reminds me of a summer day. I dive headfirst into the deep end for you. Oh, how fast time goes, knowing you only since December to July. Crazy how months can feel like seconds to me. Green was the color of the Grinch when we saw him at the theater on our second date. The snow came falling down as we walked in. Gray was the color of the sky as we sat on the back of your silver truck. You picked out ciders because you knew they are my favorite drink. Pink was the color of my lips when you kissed me walking out the restaurant that first night. I knew back then you were someone worth keeping. Oh, what a wonderful time I've been having trying to make you all mine. I'm getting closer each day to cracking the code. Crazy was I for falling for you in only just the first few months. To this day, I still don't regret a thing. Funny were your friends when we sat around the table laughing at my terrible jokes. The lines that you hate when you smile kept showing. Past with the time that I used to live in, thinking back to all of my mistakes. Now all I see is a future with you and me. Burn is the bridges of my lovers I once thought I could never escape my mind. Now only one of them occupies it. Oh, please don't let go. I don't ever want to let this feeling expire. Take me by the hand, grab me by the waist, spinning me in circles till my heart's on fire. So that is all of the poems, you guys. And I did not forget the thing that I was going to read. Maybe something I might eventually work on, but this is a prologue to something. Piper couldn't take her eyes off the door, half expecting him to walk through, the other half of her knowing better. As everyone else around her danced and clinked their half-filled glasses of champagne, she kept her seat warm. The remnants of a once-filled glass lingered on her tongue, much like the words she was too stupid not to say, the ones that would have taken back her freedom and saved her all the troubles and tribulations right from the beginning if she hadn't walked into that bar that night. But there wouldn't be a story if it wasn't for a mistake worth having, or so she thought. Much like any story, though, you have to start from the beginning. This was inspired by Illicit Affairs from Taylor Swift, and I'm very grateful for that song because it got me to something I might be working on. So here's to that. And yeah, I think this is the longest episode I've done. I'm really happy that I got to share my writing, even if this is the only way anyone will ever hear my writing. But here's hoping one day maybe I'll finally get the courage to put something out like this. Let me know if you guys would like that. And I hope you guys have a great rest of whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys all again next week. Bye.